Let's press pause on that. I sort of figured that's where we're going to go. We're going to talk about our faith this morning and faith over fear because we do not need to be afraid today and we don't need to be afraid tomorrow. And so we just trust in God through all circumstances. And it's really easy to say that like a week ago. And so now it's been put to the test. We get to try again and, and really understand what faith looks like in the time of uncertainty. And uh, I say a time of uncertainty because it's not a time of fear. We just don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. And that's probably some of the best advice you'd ever get is uh, if you don't know what you don't know. So try to learn a little bit more. So let's just jump in this morning. Let's pray and ask God for some wisdom. And we just trust that his Holy Spirit is here with us. So Father, we come to you now. Lord, during this, uh, this time, this Sunday morning service, and I thank you so much that you are God of all things. Lord, you are God over all things, and Lord, we just look to you this morning for wisdom. We look to you for grace. We look to you for knowledge and for understanding, and God, we look to you and we put our faith and our trust and our hope in you because, Lord, we know that you have conquered all things, and Lord, you have conquered the one thing that, Lord, is the worst thing imaginable, and that is death. Lord, you have overcome the power of death. Lord, there's no sting to it. And so, God, we can celebrate even when an earthly death comes because we know that we have an eternity to spend with you, our Heavenly Father, forever. And so, Lord, whatever may come our way, Jesus, we can have the confidence to know that you have already taken care of us. And so, Lord, we walk with confidence today. We walk with joy. We walk with peace. And we walk with love. And so give us, Lord, these next few minutes, Lord, we just trust that your Holy Spirit would be with us, Lord, as we share a few thoughts, as we walk together, as we learn together, Lord, as we explore what it means to have faith in times of uncertainty. I thank you in your awesome and holy name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So unless you really have been sleeping under a rock, which most of you look like you had a pretty good sleep last night in the bed, uh, you probably know what's going on in the world today. And uh, if you're not worried about being sick, perhaps you've been worried about the stock market going sort of into the red. And, and I was texting a few friends, the, I think it was Monday when it all looked red on my phone, and then I said, uh, is this the end? And he says, the end is always near, and it's just the way he responds. And, and so then the next day it was all green, I said, look, you are wrong, it's all green today. And then he went into the whole um, conspiracy theories of how it's controlled and everything else, and I said, that's just not helpful. So... You know that there's, there's lots of uncertainty going on. You're not living under a rock. And, and here we are this morning. We see, we see, look at the news. People are panicking. And pe apparently when people panic, they buy toilet paper. It's just what you do, okay? So uh, if you don't have some, be resourceful. Uh, literally two weeks ago, I, when we bought the house, there was a bidet in the house. And literally two weeks ago, I took out the bidet and I sold it to somebody. Worst mistake of my life. <laughs> Just time, you know, I could have charged. You know, I could have said bathroom fees and, and made a lot of money. But, you know, that's obviously not a good thing either. But people are panicking, and when you panic, you buy toilet paper. It's just the way it goes. Don't ask why. It's just the way it is. And what should we do? What should we do when the world buys every last bit of toilet paper? Is this not a good thing for us, though? I mean, we live in a pulp town, do we not? Uh, it's a good thing. Job security, that's right. But we don't worry about it. Do we just go on living life as usual, underreacting? Probably not. 
do we do the opposite? Do we buy every bottle of hand sanitizer we can find, toilet paper, hide inside, prepare for the end of the world? Probably not. I don't pretend by any means to be an expert, and I use this card a lot. I married a nurse, but believe it or not, she doesn't know everything either. But she is smarter than me, and she knows more than I do, but neither of us are experts when it comes to this kind of thing. And all that to say is I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But let me speak this morning from a faith perspective, because at the end of the day, you can take everything away from me, and no matter what happens, I will always have my faith. I will always have my faith because it's something that lives with inside of me. It can't be taken away, and, 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 and no matter what comes our way, it can never be taken away. Now, uh, I'm sure we can all come up with some sort of story of how uh, these, these things have changed us. Uh, for example, my own life, my in-laws, they live in Florida for the winter, and so they're packing everything up, and they're trying to get back before things get even crazier than they already are. And uh, you know, that's, it's a minor case. But then we have some people that I don't personally know, but we know that there's some people that are going through some really deep waters right now that are, are faced with, with uh, you know, positive tests coming back. They have this, this virus, and people are walking through some intense times. And then the ones that I think I really feel bad for are the ones that are unsure. You know, maybe they've been tested and they're waiting for test results. Have you ever waited for a test result before and you know that it could be bad news? Not necessarily a good day. Not the best feeling in the world. And so we recognize this morning that there's everyone, we're all connected to someone who's connected to someone that is going through this circumstance right now, this moment of uncertainty. What do I feel? How should I feel? What do I do with those feelings? And, and it's hard. It can be difficult. And that's where we sort of launch off from today. Uh, we look at the reaction, you know, even just this week, I was reading the news and I got a notification saying the NBA canceled the rest of their season and the next day the NHL canceled their season and then the good news, five, after, five hours after that announcement, Canadian scientists revealed they isolated the strain. So there's lots of good jokes going on back and forth, how much Canadians really must love their hockey. They canceled it and they came up with a step towards a solution. So there's some good news there. But we see travel bans coming into effect, and like we said, grocery stores, you know, people, when did grocery stores really start selling toilet paper anyway? I don't understand, I, whatever, we don't need to go into that. But grocery stores, they're out, and they're even selling out of food and crazy. I really hope the power doesn't go out and all the meat doesn't spoil in someone's freezer, because that would be a really bad day. But what are we going to do? Are we just going to ignore it and just go on and and cough on everybody and shake everyone's hand anyway? Or are we going to start stockpiling beans and rice for the next three, four, five, six, seven, twelve hundred years? I don't know. Uh, again, decisions that we have to make for our families. Uh, the best word of advice that well, you can find almost no matter what is uh, do not make any long-term or permanent decisions today. Uh, when you don't know what the future holds, I mean, we never really know. But we can give some pretty good insight into what the future will bring, generally. But in situations like this, during crisis and during tough times and times of uncertainty, it's best not to make any long-term or permanent decisions. In times of crisis and panic, it's best not to project into the future too far. It's always best to make a wise decision based on what we know today. So today I know where things are at, so today I'm not going to go crazy and I'm not going to start stockpiling everything up until I know a little bit more information. 
And as disciples of Jesus, the filter that forms our decisions is different. We don't look at the world through a lens of panic or a lens of fear. Why? We're not of this world. Uh, We have been born into the family of God, and even Paul would call us an alien. I don't know, maybe you're already weird and an outsider, so this works for you. For the rest of us, okay, I'm in that group, but the rest of you, uh, you don't like being called an alien. You want to be a part of this world. You want to be in the cool kids club. But the reality is, when we make a decision to follow Jesus, we become a part of the family of God, and we are like aliens in a foreign land. We are not of this world. And it's funny that this, I, you know, I said it's funny. I, I borrowed from the other message as well. But there is a verse in Romans 12, and it says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, Romans 12, 1. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you will know what the good, perfect, and pleasing will of God is. Romans 12, 1 and 2. We are not of this world. We don't need to live like those who have no hope. We have the opportunity to live differently. And so obviously the title of today's message is just simply this, not afraid, with the emphasis on not. I am not afraid. You know, one of our kids, for whatever reason, is convinced that they're scared of the dark. And they put up a fight at bedtime, and they already have a nightlight in the room, and they keep turning on the other light and, and everything else. And, and so I, I was in there last night, and I, they, they, I would turn off the light, and they replied with, uh, but I'm scared of the dark. And so then I gave her something else to say. I said, stop saying, stop saying that. I said, repeat after me. It's I, I am not, oh, sorry, yeah, I, I am not afraid. I don't want to say that, Daddy. Yes, say it. And then I continued, and she finally went with it, and then I said, I, I am, am brave, brave. I said, I am brave. I'm afraid of the dark. No, that's not what you're saying. I am brave. And then I took it a step further. I said, I have courage, and then I made them repeat it. And we went through all that whole spiel, and the end of it, turned off the light again, and almost closed the door. Daddy, I'm afraid of the dark. <laughs> Sometimes we like to go by what our feelings are feeling, and we make a decision to sleep with the light on, and it costs us more than it should. And in that case, it can affect somebody else as well. But we don't live by feelings. We live by faith. I am not afraid. So there are three ways that we're not like this world. There's three ways that we're not going to be conformed. We live by faith, not fear. Say it with me. We live by faith, not. We live by, not by fear. You just say faith and fear. How does that sound? We live by, not by, perfect. You guys can be the faith side. You guys can be the fear side, okay? We live by, not by, Fear is louder this morning. That's not a good sign. When Jesus was comforting his disciples in John chapter 14, this is what he says. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You who believe in God, believe also in me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave you with. My peace I give you. And this is another not word. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do 
not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. John 14, 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. The, the New Living Translation says it this way, and I wrote it here in my notes. I'm leaving you with a gift. Everyone here likes gifts? Good. Peace of mind and heart. Peace of mind and a peace of heart. And the peace I give as a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Everything that the news is going to tell you, everything your neighbor is going to tell you, your, your, your mother, your grandmother, a child perhaps, everything they tell you is not going to be from God. It's going to be from a perspective of this world. Now, if they know Jesus, you can have a different conversation. But what God gives us, he gives us peace of mind and heart as a gift. So do not be troubled or afraid. Peace goes beyond human understanding. You know, we, we can find scripture references that say God's peace goes beyond understanding. What does that simply mean? My, my favorite story, one of my favorite stories, Jesus is in a boat. He's sleeping. Uh, here's, here's the first illustration. When trouble happens, take a nap. Get rested up. That's, that's what it comes down to. He's sleeping in the boat. The storm comes. The waves come. They crash over the boat. And the disciples are literally fearing for their lives. And Jesus gets up. They wake him up, actually. He gets up and he says, peace be still. And instantly the water is calm. Uh, there's going to be moments in the next probably days, maybe even weeks, where we're just going to have to stand up and say, Jesus, wake up. I need you your word. And say, peace, be still. Jesus, we need you to say, peace, be still. In that moment, I can imagine being one of the disciples in this boat that's about to sink and looking at Jesus sleeping and going, how in the world is he so peaceful right now? How in the world is he sleeping through such an incredible, tumultuous time? It's a peace that Jesus has that the disciples don't understand. We have a confidence today that, today that we know that God is with us, that Jesus is with us, that he sent the Holy Spirit to be the physical presence of God with us. And even though the world is spinning like faster than normal, things are just turning and changing every day, Jesus can give us a peace that others don't understand. He can give us a peace that we don't even understand. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. God is faithful. He is in control. God is good, and God, believe it or not, has a plan. He won't leave us. He won't forsake us, and God is working in all things. 2 Timothy 1.7, I've seen this verse so many times this week. Paul says to Timothy, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Some translations even say of a sound mind. And how many of us in this room would really like some sound-minded decisions to be made this week? I think so. How many would like to make some sound-minded decisions yourselves for you and your family this week? God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and of self-discipline. It's why we could sing the songs that we sang this morning. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. Still I will praise you, still I will praise you. I can sing that with a smile on my face, and it means the world to me on the inside as much as I express it on the outside, because his peace and his love is real. We're not panicking, we have peace. We're not fearful, we have faith, because faith is greater than fear. Peace is greater than panic. 
2 Corinthians 5, 7. It says, we live by faith, not by sight. See if I can do this without my glasses on. You know, I'm supposed to go to Thunder Bay tomorrow and, and try out contact lenses. Anyone do that before? I can't see you, so let me see. Is it worth it? Yes, but how can you be wearing glasses? Oh, because you're not young anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Throw over. I expect something to get thrown at me later. You know, you can only make fun of the people that you like and the people that you love. So I've probably made fun of all of you at one point. I, I, don't, I don't know if we've met before, but I'm Gary, by the way. I won't make fun of you yet. But God does not give us a spirit of fear. He gives us a spirit of faith and of love. We walk by faith. We not, don't walk by sight. We live by faith, not by fear. Number two, we are sacrificial, not selfish. We are sacrificial, not selfish. Um, Philippians 2, 3 to 4, this is what Paul believes. He says, do not be selfish. You could put a period there, end, end of sentence. Uh, it's hilarious. Don't try to impress others. See how much toilet paper I got? Did you see how much toilet paper I got? Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take on an interest in others too. I shouldn't tell you this. If you need a roll of toilet paper, I can hook you up. I can help you out. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Now, I have seen you guys as our church in action so many times. And, and I have seen the way that you love people in our community again and again and again. And I tell you, it is impressive. It is heartwarming and it is encouraging. And God is opening up some incredible doors for us. And he'll continue to do that to reach our neighbors. And this is such, such an incredible season, such an incredible opportunity for us right now to show an extremely amount, an extreme amount of God's love to the world around us. And so if someone around you has a need, feel free. You have my permission to bless them. You have my encouragement to bless them, to help them out and continually walk in humility. You know, there's going to be people that maybe they're traveling and they're going to be gone. They're not going to be able to get to the store. They're going to have to stay in their home for a couple weeks. Um, some parents are going, this is going to be nightmares. Some of us are going, yay, I don't have to deal with people for two weeks. You know, we all have our different perspectives. And, but if someone comes back and they have a need, you know, go ahead. Go to the grocery store for them. Share something that you have with them and, and just continue to show kindness. Be sacrificial, not selfish. You know, during the early church, they faced extreme persecution. Uh, they lost their life for their faith. First century Christians did not hoard their goods. They weren't rushing to the Jerusalem Mega Mart to grab emergency supplies. Not that they, you know, had a Mega Mart kind of thing or Walmart. But we are the body of Christ. We put others ahead of ourselves. This is what it says in Acts 2. You can flip there as well. It gives you some insight to how the church... So to the heart of the church, I mean, Jesus, he was certainly sacrificial and not selfish. But look at Acts chapter 2 this morning. 
44 to 46. This is what it says. All the believers were together and they had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Now, we may not have the opportunity, depending on what you know, the health unit says and this and that, to gather and meet together, but we have an amazing thing of technology these days, and you'll notice this morning, if you go to Facebook later, I did a little bit of a video before, before service. I walked around church and just sort of said hi to people that couldn't come, but we have an amazing way that we can connect with one another. So maybe I can't come over to your house, or maybe we can't get to the point where we can't gather together, but we can still connect together. We can still pray together, and you know, I have the benefit of having done the long-distance relationship before, and so this is what Elizabeth and I would do when we were dating. We, w- we would watch a movie together, but she would watch it at her house, I would watch it at my house, and then we would Skype between, between us, and we, you know, we'd eat the same snack or something ridiculously cheesy like that. So, uh, you know, there's lots of opportunities for us to get together and encourage one another, pick up the phone and call, and all of these things, and you know, you can stand, you know, six feet away across the fence. I sort of picture, uh, you know, the old um, home improvement episodes with Tim Allen, and he'd sit, talk to his neighbor, Wilson, across the fence. You know, we can get together. We don't have to give that up. They continued to meet. And what happens when they meet? So if you don't get together with people that are going to encourage you, you're going to start to believe the panic and the fear and, the, and the everything else that you hear about in the media. But when you can get together with like-minded people, they can begin to encourage you and reaffirm the words that we're speaking today. And you can go to our website later today, media, and you can listen to this message again. And you can get together and you can be reminded of some of the verses that we've shared this morning. We can encourage one another. We're not going to give up meeting together. You know, this is the time people are going to they're gonna play it safe, and, and, and that's wisdom. You know, we, we walk with wisdom. Sometimes it's better for us to take a step back, but it doesn't mean we need to be disconnected. I encourage you, take an opportunity this week to display your faith and to display your worship. Not just today on Sunday, but take a moment and and be bold enough to pray for somebody that's maybe experiencing a little bit of fear. Maybe they're expressing their anxiety to you. And don't, this is, and this is the verse that I've seen again and again from 2 Timothy. It says, God has not given us a spirit of timidity or of fear, but of power and of love. Now, he's talking in this verse in the context of sharing your faith. He's saying, don't be afraid of what people are going to say or think of you. People are, are worried. People are anxious. They're looking for a sign of hope. And believe it or not, you have that hope inside of you this morning. His name is Jesus Christ. You have that light that shines within you. Feel free to join as a family. If someone has a need, they're feeling afraid, take a minute and pray for them. Get together and share them and encourage them in a godly way. Are we going to meet publicly every week as a church? We have no idea. We'll just, every day, again, no long-term decisions. Just as the day comes, we just make a decision and go from there. Um, you know, we like, we like to keep our doors open. And we don't want people to stop us from worshiping, and we can continue to worship. We have that opportunity for us. We don't have to stop seeking God if things change. We know a lot of people are looking for hope. Uh, Every day they continue to meet in the temple courts. 
I believe with all my heart, believe it or not, that God is going to use this this time and this season for his good. I believe this is an opportunity to see people turn to Jesus in a real authentic way. Not through fear, but just understanding that there's a hope that is greater than the fear of this world. That there's a faith available that is greater than the fear that is in this world today. People are looking for a light. And we live by faith. We don't live by fear. We're sacrificial. We're not selfish. Number three, we shine light. We do not hide it. Matthew 5, 14 to 16, some really good words of Jesus. Matthew 5, 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill, a city that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. During this time, people are afraid, unsettled, anxious, yada, yada, yada. They're looking for hope. I like what Pastor Peter in Manitowaj has on his sign. I probably won't do it because it's too cheesy. But on his church sign outside of the church, Bethany Church in Manitowaj, she has your local hope dealer. Your local hope dealer. Believe it or not, we are, we are hope dealers this morning. We are hope dealers when we go from this plate. We, we're light shiners, if you want to be. Uh, we can think of something ridiculous to call ourselves if you really want to. But what it comes down to is we're people who give love. We're love givers. You know, this, this virus might be highly contagious. I'm praying for some pretty contagious Christians today. I'm praying for some pretty contagious Christians through this next season. Spreading hope, spreading love, spreading life in Christ. I'm believing the love and hope of Jesus spreads faster than any virus ever could. And when people are, are ready, they're faced with reality, we have the answer of hope. We have the light in the darkness. Remember, we're not of this world. We don't need to conform to the patterns of this world. We don't need to grieve or panic like those who have no hope. Uh, You can do a little bit of research if you want. Um, You can look up Bible verses in the the New Testament that feature the word not. Here here are a couple of them for you this morning. Uh, Angel at the birth of Jesus. So an angel appears to shepherds in the field. What does the angel say? Do not be afraid, bring you good news and great joy. Jesus saying why he came, I did not come for the healthy, he came for the sick, not for the righteous, but for sinners. We are not of this world. What else did he say? He says, do not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Jesus does not lead us into temptation but he delivers us from evil. Do not store up yourselves toilet paper on this earth, I mean treasures on this earth, but store them up in heaven. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on this earth, store them up in heaven. This one's a good one for for now. Do not worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble on its own. It's true. We said this one already. We walk by faith, not by sight. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Like Jesus, not my will, but yours be done. 
Do we have good news? Absolutely. We are saved by grace, not by works. We're justified by faith in Christ, not by the works of the law. Doing good for the neighbors around us is not going to make you more saved than you already are. Because it's not about what we can do, it's about what God can do. God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation. Do not set minds on earthly things. And I can give you a few examples this morning. Uh, Social media, news media, fake news media, real fake-looking news media, what your neighbor says, what direction the sun happens to be shining, whatever. Don't set your mind on earthly things. Set your mind on things above. Favorite favorite passages. Set your mind on things above. Whatever is noble, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is trustworthy, think on these things. Let perseverance finish its work. You do not lack anything. Do not become weary in doing good. What does that mean? Do not become weary in doing good. Simply means this. Take some time and rest. Serving people is tiring. It's challenging. It takes work. It's, it's difficult sometimes. Take the time to rest. Do not become weary in doing good. And finally, the good news. Will it be a battle? Yes. Yes, it will. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. But our struggle, again, is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, and principalities of this world. We will not be overcome with evil, but we will, be, we will overcome evil with good. We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. The Lord is not slow to keep his promise. We will not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. We will not give up meeting together. The Lord is our helper. We will not be afraid. We're not ashamed of the name of Jesus or the power of the gospel. It's the gospel message that brings us salvation, who brings salvation to everyone who believes. It's the power of knowing that Jesus lived, he died, and he was resurrected. And that same power that resurrected Jesus from the grave lives with inside of us, and it can live inside of the person that's sitting next to us, and it can live inside the neighbor that's situated in a position beside us. That's the hope of the gospel message. Like first century believers in the book of Acts, we cannot stop talking about what we've seen and what we've heard. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Do not be anxious about anything. We are different. We don't need to fear because we're not of this world any longer. Our minds are not conformed. We are transformed so that we can do the will of God, that perfect, pleasing will of God. We live by faith, not by fear. We're sacrificial, not selfish. We shine the light. We do not hide it.
2 Corinthians 4, 7-9. says, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from any of us. We are hard-pressed on every side. We are not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. That's why we're not afraid. Let's spend a few moments this morning, and let's just begin to pray, because we don't need to be anxious about anything. But it says, by prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. I think we could be in agreement that our world needs a little bit more of God right about now. I think that's a pretty good agreement. So, Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, in these moments today. Lord, we know that you are a good God. We know that you are God far above, Lord, any virus, far above any panic, far above any hysteria, O oh Lord, and all of these things, Jesus. We know that the example that Christ gave on this earth was one who walked in boldness, who walked, Lord, in confidence, who walked in love. Jesus, we know that you've given us an incredible example of how to walk upright without fear, without worry, without anxiety, how to walk with peace. Lord, you put your faith in your heavenly Father on this earth that he would do what he promised that he would do. And Lord, we know that God fulfilled his promise by sending you Jesus. And you promised us that you would never leave us nor forsake us. And so, God, we are believing today that we would have confidence. Lord, we know that your presence is there. We know that your presence is real. We've sang about it. We've said it. I've said it. Lord, would you give us the faith to believe it, to know that even when the lights are off and it seems dark inside, Jesus, we know that you are with us. We know that we're not alone. And we know certainly, oh God, we do not need to be afraid. Jesus, we pray this morning that you would give us the strength to sacrifice, Lord, even when it seems like we have nothing to give. But Lord, would you give us the faith and the confidence, O oh Lord, to help the world around us to show love and to show kindness and to bring peace. Oh Lord, because we know that that one act of random kindness to somebody might bring them the peace they need. And Lord, we pray that through this time, Lord, it would just lead people to you, Jesus. Lord, we know that giving will cost us. Being sacrificial will cost us. But Lord, you spared no expense when it came to our salvation. Lord, you did not hesitate to offer your first and only son to die for us. Jesus, you willingly went to the cross for us. And so, Lord, would you give us the strength and the courage, O oh Lord, to be sacrificial should it be required of us. Lord, to help us love like we've never loved before. That you would be given all the glory and the honor, Father. Lord, would you shine your light through us. Lord, may it shine brighter than it ever has before. Lord, may we leave this place with a smile on our face. Lord, as we go to our homes today, wherever we go, oh Jesus, I pray that the smile on our face would be enough to bring a kindness to the person across the street. Enough to bring them peace, oh God. I thank you, oh Lord, that you are good. Lord, in our moments of weakness and our moments of forgetfulness, I pray that we would reflect, Lord, on these words. Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and petition we make our requests known to you. Lord, we know that there are people that are vulnerable in our community today. 
Lord, for our seniors especially, for those in our long-term care home. Jesus, we pray that you would surround them, O oh God, with your presence, and you would put a wall of protection, O oh God, to, Lord, keep this awful illness away from them. Lord, that they would be healthy, that they would be well through in this time. And Lord, we know that they have restricted visiting hours. And so, Jesus, I pray that there would be minimal loneliness, that people would feel together. They wouldn't feel that they are left alone. And I just pray that your presence, O oh God, would fill Lord Wilkes Terrace now. And for those seniors that are at home, O oh God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them. May they reach out to you, Lord, in this time. Lord, I just thank you in Jesus' name that we don't have to be afraid. Lord, we don't have to fear. We don't have to react in the way the world is telling us to react. Lord, because you have called us out of this world. Lord, and you have made us citizens of heaven, citizens of your kingdom. Lord, would you continue to give us the strength and the courage to walk with boldness, to walk with love, to be the light that shines bright in the dark. I thank you in your holy name. Amen. Amen. If you would like someone to pray with you or you need anything this week, you can call me, you can email me, send me a message, whatever you got to do. You can even come knock on my door. And I am more than happy to, to do that. If you know of somebody that needs something and you're not quite sure how to help them, give me a call. We can figure it out together. Uh, as a church family, it's times like these. Uh, where we really get to come together. We don't give up gathering together. We don't give up serving together, doing things together. So whatever we need to do to, to help our neighbors out, uh, we just trust God will give us the right solutions, the right words, the right resources to do what we got to do. So.